Good evening and welcome to the Sunnyside Podcast Show. I am Ron. I'm PJ. I'm Scott. And special guest... John McRae again. again. He's yay. still here. Yay. Thanks for flying me back. <laughs> it's lovely to be back in Belfast again. We would not believe the cost of getting John here. Wow. Two weeks in a row. First class yeah. all the way. Let's have the theme tune then. Yeah, do yeah. that. Keep on sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on sunny side alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. There you go, theme tune. Our theme tune is great. It is very good. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. You're, you're welcome. Anytime, guys. John, you're back. I know, it's great. <laughs> great to be here. We I know, just couldn't resist <clears throat> this living room. Last week when you were on, yep. uh, Scott, in order to fill the yawning chasm of time that every podcast... <laughs> <he> chasm. <was laughs> like, yeah. Your pronunciation we have a is corner. appalling. <laughs> Most of my learning was done for books. What did he? What did he say two chasm, weeks ago? Chasm. No. What? Did you not? Whack, how did you pronounce Whacking Phoenix's name? Oh, it's, oh I no! Saw no some that, that's people not, making that's fun not of that. That's that's not, that was the, wasn't me. That was the pub quiz I was at on Wednesday night, where uh, the guy asked a question of uh, who, what um, what DC <clears throat> comics villain is going to be played by Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix? Fantastic. At which point the entire pub erupted with laughter because the guy clearly hadn't got a clue how to pronounce the name. <laughs> Uh, All right, thank you. Yeah, on. although I like that you just instantly thought yeah. it was me that mispronounced. Oh come on, now how how far from reality would it be? <laughs> <laughs> for, for, actually, to be fair, when people commented on Twitter, I was thinking I don't remember bringing his name up last week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I know how to pronounce it, but it does sound like I'm not do right enough. Yeah. Anyway, in the yawning chasm of the show time that we have to fill, uh, Scott thought it'd be a good idea to bring up your new book. But but that's for this week. So, John, you have a new book coming out soon. I do. I yeah. do. It's uh, from Image Comics. Yeah. I create her own book called Dead Rabbit, written by Jerry Duggan, mm-hmm. who is well known for his work on... It's De- actually pronounced Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Gary Dugan. 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 He's not Boston Irish. <laughs> He's actually Boston French. <laughs> but there you go. Who fucking knew? <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, Jerry Dugan, famous from... Uh, uh, Deadpool, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hulk for Marvel, and uh, he does funny sort of meta stuff. A he lot. does, yeah. yeah. He's he's very good. Yeah. He's very good, um, and I'm lucky to be working with him. So uh, yeah, we're doing a new book called Dead Rabbit, ongoing from Image. Uh, What's it about? It's a noir crime thriller set in the near future mm-hmm. uh, about a, a retired bank robber whose uh, wife has got. <laughs> very ill he retired to be with the love of his life she's got ill we're in america as it is now but it's slightly in the future so everything's deteriorated just a little bit more five minutes from now (laughs) yeah exactly five minutes from now and um so she he's neck deep in medical bills and has to go back to work Mm -hmm. um and it's sort of his transition from just a bank robber into something more something more of a I, the hero that the people need at the time, uh, type of thing, but it's it's uh, it's very funny, it's very poignant, it's brutal, um, so it, it's right up my alley. It's it's a very, uh, I mean, it's beautiful. I've seen I've seen a lot Thank of the you. artwork you've been um, uh, around my house, you've scanning stuff in, and I've sure. seen I've yeah. seen lots of stuff behind the scenes, and it is gorgeous, and it, it's, um, but it's a very measured, controlled version of your artwork. Well, I think. absolutely, yeah. Um, is, yeah, well, was there a reason for that, or was that were you asked for that, or was it? No, uh, I I just wanted to do a very straight, mm-hmm. uh, as well drawn comic as I possibly could. Uh, <laughs> uh, the trouble with working for images that they give you as much of a lead-in time as you want, so you can take as long as you want, and I took as long as I wanted. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my bank balance didn't appreciate it, but what uh, the hell. Um, yeah, I spent far too long on each page, and uh, I've I've just tried to make it as attractive, I suppose. Yeah. But not many people would consider the word attractive and my artwork to go in the same sentence. Yeah. So I, I wanted to maybe try and uh, remedy that a little bit with this book and make the artwork look as pleasant as possible. Yeah. Um, I, th- but, I mean, it sounds like 
and I, I know this isn't the case because I, I think your artwork can be very beautiful in its in it, it's in its kind of quirkiness and and sometimes brutalness and and no, it's got all these different factors to it and facets, okay. but it it can be sharp and spiky and and um, less mainstream. Even when you're doing mainstream books, it can be less mainstream. Well, and it's fair to say you've got a love of the grotesque. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. I I don't know why that is, but yeah, it, I just I do seem to be drawn back to that sort of yeah. subject. But this uh, this is much it, more kind of measured and 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 it is beautiful and and there is no skimping. There's nothing in there where you've gone. Oh, I I'll skim a background. Or, no, uh, it's, I've, it's really I've drawn the lot. <laughs> I've drawn everything. everything and <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You know when you when you've got to like page eighty six and you go, this is an ongoing book, and I'm going to have to keep this yeah. sort of level of detail up, or people are going to go, oh, he's really cutting back in the detail. Yeah, and you realize that maybe you've set yourself up for a a bit of a but, punishing but ride, I, has, but whatever. I, I like. Um, I'm enjoying it. That's the trouble. Yeah, so yeah. I'm enjoying. Are, all and are you enjoying? I mean, it, are you finding yourself kind of? Are you doing other things at the same time? Are you kind of just, is it all on this right now? Well, it's all on this as far as comics goes, but I do, I'm doing a little bit of uh, advertising work here and there in the background. And I suppose that's part of any of that sinking into it, or are you able to push the other? Oh, no, the advertising stuff is just purely for the cash. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, I mean, I mean, in terms of art style, in terms of kind of, because I I find sometimes if I, if I lean heavily on one art style, it's sometimes difficult to shake it off. It's, it's, oh, sure. It it can be kind of hard to move into something else. Yeah, I I haven't really suffered yeah. from that. I, I usually find it quite easy to sort of drop tools Cut. on that job yeah. and up tools on this job. Yeah. And, you know, switch styles quite easily. It's it's I, I it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse at the yeah. same time because um, I've always find that I'm always looking for the next thing to do in the next style. Yeah, you know, uh, as artists, we're never happy with what we've got and we're always looking at all the other yeah. artists and going oh god i'd love to draw like yeah. him or him or him or her or whatever yeah you know it just and you yeah, never I'm, I'm, the San, I'm watching everyone uh, talk about the work they're doing at san diego you're sitting there going why, why am i not doing that yeah, project I'm, and you're going no you've got work yeah exactly <laughs> you've got a book coming out you've got work happening sure, sure. Stop there's moving. plenty of people who'd be li- like yeah. like to be in your boots paul <laughs> you know except for the sex life yeah <laughs> I uh, don't have to wear the boots for the sex life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, why do you then? <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessary. Uh, anyway. answers, answers on a postcard, <laughs> please. <laughs> so, I mean, we were talking about um, about your work a couple of weeks ago because um, PJ brought up um, brought up dicks because it was on sale, and he bought a few. He bought it. And he was reading through it. Mm. I mean, uh-huh. for me, like the the later issues of dicks, are you at your most John McRae? Right, the most extreme version of yourself. Sure, I do, the, we, when we got I, quite I, extreme. I, you, I, I, I've used that phrase as well, and 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 I, I don't. I, it's hard to explain what I mean by it. But what I mean is, I think that no one else can draw like that. That's that's the most kind of, you know, other people might be able to draw in a cleaner style and sure. and other the less quirky style, but only you could do that. No one else, and oh. that that's. I, I think we chatted before one time years ago about about how. Uh, sometimes that itself is a blessing and a curse. The fact that you do have this distinct art style. I think. And, and I think a lot of artists who are incredibly distinct have a very distinct art style. Tend to be artist artists. Mm. Um, and I, I aspire to that. Well, yeah, <laughs> me too. But um, but uh, and maybe aren't the most popular with the fans. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. one thing. That you worry about, you're never going to be satisfied. No, no, there's always going to be some friggin' green hill over there that you want to be on instead of this. Have a drink of tea, John. I know you're dying. You're dying. Have a drink of tea. (laughs) So, I mean, whenever whenever you're drawing dead rabbits, I mean, do you find yourself then you're just consciously reining in every single thing about, say, the art style of Dex going? If I was going to do it like that, I'll do it the opposite way or just less. Well, it's it's more that I'm just trying to make it uh, resonate as a real thing, you know. Yeah. And that if you were in that reality, that's what it would you know look like. This mm-hmm. is a the reality um, with my quirky sort of inking style over the top of it. But um, 
And where, but where does even, the... even that's that's more controlled. You're, you're inking as much with more solid blacks in this sure. than you've used in a, a long time. Like yeah, the, that's uh, true. The, the stuff that you've sort of leaned heavily on a on a kind of single line. Um, I, I don't want to call it cross hatching. It's more like single hatching for sure. shading and stuff. Yeah, which has been lovely. But it, it's the the solid blacks sometimes are. Um, I think they're they're maybe more attractive to a wider audience. Sure, do, do you think? and maybe and that's I, like I, McDonald's is more attractive as a food stuff than you know really spicy Indian food would be. Mm. Uh, it doesn't make it better. Just you know, just yeah, it's yeah, more it's palatable to palatable. more people. Yeah, I, I think uh, there was an element of that where I thought maybe this quirky style. I've I've gone as far as I can. Yeah, pushed that sort of hatching style yeah. that I was doing as far as I can, and maybe I need to rein it back a little bit yeah. for this. I mean, there's still elements of it yeah. in it there, but yeah, I've gone for a much more I think, sort of I think of that. I think of that uh, Hatchin style as J.C. Leyendecker. Well, that's ex- it, yeah. it's, it was. I went back to oh, okay. the 1930s American illustrators and looked at their yeah. stuff, and that's where I took that style yeah. from, yeah, Leyendecker and their flag and guys yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, so is the, it, it, does the reining in happen... In the inking, or and do you are you still quite yeah, loose no, with no, your no. hands? Do you start from like, the get go? Is it like your right hand's kind of draw a big goofy face, and your left hand's going, "Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> yeah, get back!" Yeah, absolutely, it's <laughs> like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, no god, no god. No, only they... or do you kind of draw something? You think that looks perfectly reasonable. You walk out, you come back, and I go, "What the? F- what was I thinking?" No, no, it's usually my wife who comes in and goes, <laughs> "Stop that!" Smack. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to erase everything and start yeah. again. Yes, that's. Um, you know, it's it's. I set out very specifically to try and make it as realistic and controlled as mm. I possibly could, uh, in a but still tell a really good story and uh, do nice storytelling. Just try to do really uh, the best figure work. Uh, yeah. storytelling that I could possibly do. See, I, I, I mean, if I were Jerry Duggan, I'd be thinking to myself, I, I kind of wanted him to do it quirkier because I think DC is going to steal him. Yeah, yeah, this, this is something. You think Jerry's like, I want some of that herogasm stuff. No, no, I <laughs> think he's going. No, he's, he's done, he, I, I want them on this book permanently, but also. He keeps turning this stuff out. You know, someone bigger than me is going to come and grab him and steal know. him away. Jerry's a Jerry's a list writer, <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah, just I'm just hoping that yeah. I can stick with Jerry. Yeah. Well, yeah. presumably you're. All, you, I mean, it's your book for the duration, isn't sure, it? Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's a, any fillers on any back stuff? You know, <laughs> you know me. Absolutely. There you go, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> No sweat. And, I mean, is, I can't is, is it the sort of thing where Jerry's giving you an outline saying, you know, we have this length of a story to tell. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. How far? I mean, are you getting full on, uh, fully scripted things? Are you get Marvel style? Are you no, getting... no, it's fully scripted. Is it's it? fully scripted, yeah. And, you, and you, yeah. have you got a couple of scripts ahead? Or are you kind of per issue? Just about. <laughs> Just about. Jerry's a very busy man. Yeah. Uh, he's very popular. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I guess he's, he's got a lot of irons and many fires. And uh, uh, But he's, you know, he's keeping me busy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not sitting there sort of. Sort yeah, clawing, yeah. sort of going. Please send me another page, Jerry. Yeah, you know it's not it's not like that at all. No, no, no. He's well ahead. Yeah. So yeah I mean, I is is the is the book coloured? The yeah, oh god, yes, yes. yes who's, yeah, co- who's coloring? It's it? a guy, Mike Spicer, who's coloured my he's work good. on a bunch of things, and he's doing a lot of DC work now. Yeah, Mike, but he coloured Mythic, which was my previous mm-hmm. image book, and he's he's terrific. Yeah, Mike's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, it's very complimentary to the style. Yes, he's a good colorist, Mike. Oh God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just I keep hope, imagining that Mike for the next job, I'll say, Mike, so you're back, and you'll be like, yeah, get lost. I, I like that every single every single person down the line is going, I well, I'll get to work with this letterer. Oh no, he's quite good now. This is yeah, 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 he's off. He's off. Too. Yeah, <laughs> They're yeah. all off. Yeah, um, off to- who's lettering it actually? Do you know? Jeez, uh, Jerry, one of Jerry's letterists. Okay. Yeah, I think he worked on Deadpool, okay. I believe. Uh, I'm bad with names, I forgot. Uh, that's all right, that's okay. We'll, we'll Sorry. Put, yeah, whoever you, you are. If you want to send me a sound file later in the week with you, just the His name, name and I'll just... John Smith! I'll just, <laughs> just cut it, splice it in there perfectly. That would be beautiful. His name is Ross Wooten. <laughs> 
Todd Klein. We'll just actually just name all the letters right now, and we'll just cut out whichever one that isn't. Perfect. We'll do that after the show. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that, yeah. So when's Wednesday? So its first one should be out in previews. Well, it's soonish. out in previews this Wednesday. Okay, that'll be and last then. Wednesday because this will be going out the following week. So. It's probably out in it'll, be out, last it'll, be out, Wednesday. it'll be out in the current previews. Current previews, probably. Yeah, it's current previews, and it's due out in October. Which, yeah, and, so you uh, three months. You got to order it, and then it's yeah. out in three months. But it's yeah. not going to be reprinted. No, they're, so they're, if you want it, if you want the first print of it or the only print of it, the only then print, yeah. order that sucker. Does, yeah, that, does that mean no collected editions? Oh God, no, no, no. So it just, just the, the just floppies. The, the floppies. That yeah, means yeah, yeah. no one's allowed to read it if they don't buy that one. No one's ever going to see it again. <laughs> exactly. They burn all copies, all the original artwork, all the scripts getting burnt yep. as soon as that one comes out. Yep. Yeah, because I don't want any of the cash. <laughs> if, you, if you can't it's be arsed to go and buy that issue when it comes out, fuck you, fuck you, you're <laughs> not getting it. Intrinsically, that's what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dear. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, early October. Early October. Please. Cool. So. Are you gonna? Is there gonna be launchy type things happening? Do you know? Well, or is it's that sort of being launched yet? at New York Comic Con. All right. Okay. So, oh, you're going to New York. Awesome. We'll first, hang out. We'll get to hang out. First one. Oh, you're going to. I'm going to New York. Oh, yeah. Sweet. I'm going with Rob. Rob Williams and I are going. Uh, um, Scott and I won't be there too. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys be there too? No. no. It's like that time your parents didn't take you to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Here it goes again. Uh, nice. Yeah. No, Rob I Williams. Mean, I, I, we're going out on the Tuesday of the week. So if you, I don't know if you're going earlier, if you're Monday. just, you go. Oh well, brilliant. Oh, we'll be able to see loads in yep. if you want to hang out. No, if you don't want to, that's fine. I wouldn't. Have to, I wouldn't have told. I wouldn't have told him when you were going on. Yeah, I mean, just in case. Rob, Rob Williams has said to me, uh, "Did I say Monday don't. after the show?" <laughs> Rob, Rob's, Rob's already said to me, "Don't tell Garth where we're staying." <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just because the last time Garth nearly destroyed him with alcohol. Oh, I see. Yes, right. Okay. <laughs> and turned up the next morning to say, let's go out drinking again, Rob. And Rob's like going, leave me alone. Just Let me go home. Oh, God. I, uh, it's, you just have to say no. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, only, it's just like, uh, no, I'll have a gin and tonic. Yeah. Thank you. Or maybe a, like a nice I'll have a Diet Coke. Diet Coke or yeah. something. Yeah. I, I went to Rattlin with Garth mm-hmm. and... Um, Christ, what's his name? He writes Saga. Brian K. Vaughan. Brian and uh, I showed up a day after they had been on the island and Vaughan was looking exceedingly <laughs> the worse for wear. And we arrived into the pub and Garth said, right, Guinness for everyone. And I went, uh, no, Garth, I'll just have a gin and tonic. And Brian, Brian went, can we do that? <laughs> I'll, I'll have a gin and tonic too. <laughs> it was like, oh, <laughs> I don't have to eat this bright, dark sludge <laughs> all day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you just have to say no. But yeah, I'll, yeah, it's you being launched I'm... there. And then I think we're at the uh, Derry Festival. Uh, oh, Comic, yeah, Comic City. City. Comic City. Are you going Comic to that City. One? I'll go to that one. Uh, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Duggan, and I are both. Oh, Jerry's oh, over. Right, Jerry and I are both over, and then we're possibly signing in the Big Bang mm-hmm. uh, in Dublin, yeah. and then I think there's a signing in Forbidden Planet in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, cool little so we're tour doing a little then. bit of a tour oh, to promote it. So uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. Are you going to do Forbidden Planet Belfast, or that'll be covered by Derry, uh, presumably? I'm not 100% sure. What's happening? Uh, yeah, okay. I'm trying to talk Jerry into coming up to Belfast. Yeah. Because I think it would be nice to get Jerry to Belfast. Yeah. Just because, you know. Yeah. Because he's called Jerry. We, we, the thing is, <laughs> <laughs> they love Jerry's up in Belfast. Jerry. 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 He's not French. <laughs> he's not He's not French Canadian. He's not at all French, Jerry. I don't know where you got that. Is <laughs> this some of your like, sex life coming no, back? No, no, no. Yeah, you do want to bring people to Belfast, but you never want them mm. to stay long enough to get a proper impression of the place. You want to chase them out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Look at this! Look at all these. Now let's go. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. go. It's fast. lovely, isn't it? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Now, let me tell you why you should be on my side and then <laughs> off you trot. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it's a regular book from Image, so it'll be, mm. what, six issues, then a break, and then six issues it's and a four break. four for the first arc, okay. and then the break. And that's the beautiful thing that Image do that is makes so much sense. And I think if 
comics as we know them still exist in a, in the next five years. I think that all mainstream publishers should adopt it, where they they do an arc and then they take a break, a, a month break, publish the trade, and then into the next arc. And that's mm. what Image do, and it's just it's such a clever thing. Yeah. If people know there's going to be that break, yeah, they, and they're yeah. ready for it. They're fine with it. It's when there's those breaks but you know it gives the artist time to yeah. like live and breathe yeah uh, so and do like, other stuff if they want yeah. to yeah. Well, yeah, yeah living and breathing well <laughs> catching up with the scripts yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. and it takes away from people ha- having to have fill-in artists yep. for an issue whenever somebody burns out or misses yep. a deadline or yeah. anything like that absolutely and i think what the world needs is a few less comics yeah not not we don't need a few less comic 18. artists as well. We yeah. some comic artists. Burt Bacharach sang that, the, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> what the world needs like. No, yeah, a few less comics. Yeah. God, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> he was always he so was impressive. A he was. Burt's still That's alive, it. you know? <laughs> John, right. You do not get to watch much. You don't really, when you're working, you're, you're sitting. I can't, I can't, can't watch, watch television. Uh, I can't. Even so, do you uh, keep do you keep like nine to five hours, or do you? No, I, ish try? I try to, but I fail all the time. Uh, yeah. Is there yeah. moments where you go, let's sit and watch some telly? Then let's let's do it. Sure, let's me and yeah. you, Rachel, your John's wife. Let's watch some TV. <laughs> it's not some random woman. No, no, no. <laughs> Though, hey, if anyone, <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, my wife tends to like rom coms. And so, right, okay. So that's, uh, there's yeah, a, there, we, there's we, a very good uh, Mark Kermode doc, do, uh, documentary on rom coms. Went up last week. Okay, on the, I, on the iPlayer. Yep, it's on the iPlayer. Okay. So do you find? Because I mean, the, I think there's a thing at the start of a relationship, and um, where you're both prepared to sit through the other kind of film <laughs> the other person likes. Sure. And then there's a thing as your relationship goes on that you're not prepared to sit and watch a thing. It's like let's find something the Venn diagram uh, intersects perfectly for us, and that. That gap in the Venn diagram where the overlap gets smaller and smaller as time moves on mm. for some reason, I don't know. Well, we had that, and then Hannah went to stay with her sister for a couple of days uh-huh. and came back obsessed with Love Island. Uh-huh. And I can't, and I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't even through it now. <laughs> I can't deal with it. So I thought you were going to say she came back obsessed with Woody Allen. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't watch that either. Mm-hmm. Just because the Hannah and her sister. Yeah, yeah, I see what you did there. I oh, see. Nice. <laughs> That's the level we operate at here, John. I like that you you're, made you're it look like it's a high ahead, level. Yeah. It's I know. Quite a low level. I know. Yep, just referencing films by pedophiles. <laughs> Alleged. Sorry, allegedly referencing films by pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> He's made a lot of really good movies. Uh, I don't, you know. Damn it. So, so, so what do you watch, PJ? What you're what I, well, I, I've, I've been burning through loads of stuff. Lately, I've been watching quite a lot of... Because con- films just seem like too hard to watch at the moment. Uh, and anything serious seems to... So I've been watching a lot of comedies. So I started watching Seinfeld, which I've never seen. Annette has watched all of Seinfeld. Finger on the pulse as usual. I know. I've, I'm late to everything. Uh, and it's quite good. It's sort of slightly odd. Uh, it's slightly because because it's a period of my. I mean, I, I it was from set in the made in the nineties, early nineties. So I remember that's that's the peak of your life when you're twenty one, twenty two, or whatever. So I'm kind of watching it going. I remember this kind of outfit and that kind of thing. And it's and you're watching it and and it it suffers from that thing. A lot of shows that that are uh, or built around a comedian stand up set suffer from which is that the comedian is by far and away the worst actor in it like by a quantum like a massive amount he's the worst part of the show and it's like everyone around him is acting their little hearts out and going my god jerry let's go do this and he's going i'm gonna da, da, da. And you're going, he has talked he has talked about um with John Oliver, actually, in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, he's mm-hmm. talked about that exact thing that all he can think about whenever other people are acting him around him is just, wow, they're all doing a really good job. <laughs> what is the deal they, with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> these guys are just acting their asses off. And then it's his line and he says his line. So yeah. he, he is very the, aware. But the thing is, it's not even it's not even like the main cast. The main cast are all good. But it's every tiny little bit yeah. part. Like every person who's got like a two words, you know, like two sentences of a speaking line and they're complete characters that turn up and they 
they're they're they use their parts so well, and they they you know they they really seem like characters, and and they, they could have their own sitcom, their own yeah. show, and then they walk off, and you never see them again, and then and your man's still going. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Uh, well, that's so it's the, pretty that's awesome. the thing, and they all come back. That's the thing about Seinfeld. Yeah, it has probably the greatest finale. Well, don't tell me. Don't no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to discuss <laughs> it because I know you have I know you haven't finished. I it, haven't even got through the first season of it. The high Seinfeld grows, and then ultimately how it finishes. Okay, it's the best ending to any season. I think yeah. there hasn't been any because endings are always bittersweet. No matter how yeah. good they are, the show is is finishing. It's, so, it's also it's like really funny as well. Like I I know Seinfeld the same way people know. Um, Planet of the Apes without ever having seen it. Yeah. And they, they know, uh, you know, all these films and TV shows. And tangentially, without, uh, you suddenly get references that have yeah, been... Yeah, yeah. But, but also, it, it, it's very clear from the, the get-go where they're feeling around things. Yes. Where they're kind of going, will this be the sort of character they are? Or will, the, you know, will they become something else as the show changes and goes on? And that's kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. But as a flip side to that, as a kind of um, alternate to that, um, I've been watching a show called Marin, which is, is a... Uh, Mark Maron, who uh, Mark Maron's a stand-up comic who did a podcast, and the, the impression I get is his career really took off when he did the podcast. Not, Mark not Maron, like us. Mark Maron is a was a comedian's comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, like, Which means no one finds him funny, but comedians. But, but comedians, other comedians, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the podcast really kind of elevated him, and I think he's comedian. The podcasts are kind of dominated, especially in America, by comedians. Yeah. They they have predominantly the biggest podcast, yeah. but he was. To me, I think probably the first between kind of him and Joe Rogan yeah, his to be big thing, I think, the first was interviewing kind of... other comedians. Yeah, and so and so the Marin TV Barack show Obama. and Barack, and Barack Obama. Obama. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so the Marin TV show is essentially a fictionalized version of his life as a comedian with, with the with the podcast as part of it, in the same way that Seinfeld is a fictionalized version of Seinfeld's life. Yeah, with Se- you know, with Seinfeld's stand up as part of that. Yeah, except Marin's a. M- I don't know. I don't know if he's a much better actor. He is a much better, or actor. or if he's a character that seems more believable. Because even when Seinfeld's doing his stand up stuff, and you hear how he delivers jokes, you always get the impression there's a guy delivering jokes to me. Yeah. Where whereas Marin, you get the impression there's a guy chatting about this stuff, and even when afterwards you kind of go, oh, it's obviously all fully scripted, or at least it's very heavily scripted. He knows where he's going. Yeah. He knows where he started. He knows where the middle is. He knows where he's going. It still feels like a conversation with a real person. But there's a reason why Seinfeld hasn't done anything <clears> since <throat> Seinfeld. He did like a movie, and he pops up very, it's because very he's extraordinarily rich. Tangent. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have. <laughs> To, he can take the things that he wants to do, but yeah. he also hasn't. He it's hasn't, like you hasn't and me, John. That's why we only do the stuff we do because we're so wealthy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Seinfeld as a show does get a lot cleverer as it goes yeah, on yeah. and becomes a very meta sort of discussion about itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. They end up without without spoiling. This isn't towards the end, but him and um, and George, George end up pitching. Seinfeld oh, to a, a network, ah, and, right, and it's right, a show yeah. about nothing. Yeah. And they keep telling everybody, "No, it's a show about nothing. Nothing happens. We go for lunch. That's it. That's the episode, yeah. and nobody buys it." Yeah. Um, but if you look at Marin, look how good he is in Glow. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's in fantastic Glow. in Glow. Yeah. He is. He was one of the fa- my favorite characters yeah. in that, and he is so believable. And but he also plays Marin in, in Glow. He, he seems he, to play a character <laughs> very like the character in Marin. Yeah. Um, but but I, I I like the character in Glue, which is why I started watching Marin, the, the stand up comic thing. So it's been good. That's what I've been doing. Okay. And and you can listen to those things are the those sitcomy type things are things you can listen to. You were talking about you were talking yeah. while you're working because you were talking about um, uh, what do you call it the Vietnam War documentary? Yes, the uh, Ken which, Burns documentary. Which I thought I'll put on and because I like docu, I love documentaries. And you love I'll a put laugh. this on. I love a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I love a laugh. And and I watched the very first bit of it which was this really clever rewinding of time and and showing you kind of how how fully sort of involved america was in in the vietnam war and not not just physically involved in it but how much they had sold it as a kind of thing that this is gonna we're we're winning this by by kind of going backwards through time in film they rewind lots of film uh, and and also through each of the presidential uh, presidents that were involved in the Vietnam War each one of them saying yeah we're going to win this this yeah. is all going to be over by yeah. whatever uh, and I thought that was extraordinarily clever and then they started interviewing uh, a Viet Cong soldier and I had to check out because I 
couldn't watch it. I was I was trying to work and and I could you know you I, couldn't I, read the subtitles. Oh, English. Yeah. I can't speak. English. Yeah. <laughs> I can't speak Vietnamese, so yeah. I was like, I, that was me. Well, that's the th- that's the fascinating thing about it is not only do they have it's right in that period of history where networks could afford to shoot thirty five mil, so the archive is gorgeous. Yeah. And it is pristine. You can really see that napalm <laughs> frizzle. Yeah. Um, but also, they have found, and they are speaking to Viet Cong soldiers yeah. and diplomats and people that were there in yeah. Vietnam, which have within on the Vietnam side, which hasn't really been touched on before. Yeah. But it's an epic. It's eighteen hours long. Yeah. It's it, it is a big commitment to sit I down. I think the, the the one thing I like when I was, I did sort of glance up at the subtitles, and the one thing that struck me was when the the Viet Cong soldier was saying about war. He said, "Nobody wins war. The, the only people who think you can win a war are people who don't fight wars. Yeah. When you fight a war, there is no winning. Um, there is only losing. And it's and you kind of you're watching that and you're thinking about Afghanistan and and you're just like. Well, just the other um, the, the every, wars that everybody every knew were unwinnable. War, every endless war that, that America's fighting and yeah. it's just uh, did just you depressing. see the post? And then I put on I Macron did see the post, yes, yeah. Marx, which I thought was an, it's an interesting postscript to yeah to that, which is uh, Steven Spielberg's movie from earlier last year, which is about the Washington Post. John watches nothing. Around the ear, John, we'll, we'll talk about audiobooks in a minute. It's set during the during the time <laughs> two years before Nixon basically comes down crashing, and. Um, it's about them exposing the Pentagon Papers, which are these papers, basically, that all of the, all deep of the evidence. No, it's, it's pretty deep throat. No, I was watching but Deep Throat. It's, it's all of the... <laughs> 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 Paul just, just says random horror films that come up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's all of the evidence, like you were saying, all the presidents knew yeah. going back to Eisenhower. Yeah. That they could not win this war, yeah, and but, like they but had, they could not say that they could not win, yeah. so they just kept on digging. And they had startling like troop casualty numbers that were never released that they all knew about. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was it was a pretty it's a pretty big scandal. Yeah, I um, mean, so the post was the Spielberg film for me last year. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't really into Ready Player One, but this was uh, a. Really oh, I forgot Ready Player One even came out. No, no it was it's awful. A... <laughs> it was. Awful. Did, did you, you like see it, Ready Player One? I did actually watch it. Did, uh, it was okay. Yeah, it, yeah. I didn't. Very, very interesting to look at. In a oh, yes. look at that, and yeah. and 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 this. Remember CGs. the eighties. Yeah. Remember the eighties. Yeah. Remember this. Yeah. <laughs> but all that. But all of the characters were just flops. Oh, they just they, zero interest. Yeah. Well, um, I can't remember any of the characters. No. You know, I have no knowledge of who yeah. they were and what they what, what they their achieved. Motivation yeah. Was but I do remember someone drove a DeLorean. So yeah. there you go. Um, well, that's why you need to see the post. Yeah, yeah, the post is very good. And then after watching the post, I, w- actually, I watched yeah. all the president's man. Do you know that, yeah. that's the thing? I was watching stuff and thinking so much of film and TV is a bit. It's kind of pop. It's not. It's not. It's not adult anymore. It's just so few adult things. Yeah, and, and hot take Holden. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I did watch an adult like, like a film that would seem you, you to be it, yeah, deep throat. Deep throat. <laughs> We watched our classic, didn't we? We we, we well, I yes, I nominated the the Brand of Hamilton blowout. Mm-hmm. It's, and, uh, it's not like Deep Throat. It's not, <laughs> but there's parallels. It's like the opposite of Deep Throat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I, I checked her of Good Night in the Curry. In the fact, if you do, I mean, Deep Throat's better than Blowout. But I checked with you this morning, and both of you had actually watched it, which surprised me because I didn't think that was going to happen. No, I sat, li- I I sat last it. night and watched it. Okay. I watched it, yeah. although it's slightly again one of those films that when you're watching, because right, so the the gist of it is that uh, John Travolta is a sound engineer who's recording audio for films. Right, and he is out one night uh, recording sound because he has to record some sound tracks for this new film. And uh, as he's as he's recording sound, a, a car kind of drives off the road into the thing, and and he notices a sound just before that car drives off the road, which is a sound of gunfire, and realizes that someone's been assassinated, uh, or or you know the car was shot off the road, 
and it's only the only evidence there is is the soundtrack and then later on some some film and the thing is i was watching it i thought i'll watch that and then for five minutes it was just him listening to sounds and <laughs> what i was drawing that's one of my favorite bits and you'd hear aisles you could hear that's it there was just signs he was john travolta's character was john travolta to. points the shit out of that microphone yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a long sort of shotgun microphone that he uses aisles. to point to things although some of the shots were kind of i was watching it some of the shots reminded me of um uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, in in that they were quite cartoony. They were quite sort of. It, it's there's a shot where uh, Travolta points his mic towards an oil, and the oil kind of. You see the oil really up close to the screen, okay. and you see but Travolta. That, that's, that's a very far d- away. D- Pama thing. That's called mm. a split diopter. So he uses Ooh. a lens with a different focal length. Okay, and that's a trademark throughout his career. He uses that sort of. You know, you watch and most of his movies from like the. The mid seventies to mm-hmm. sort of even up to I was watching the Untouchables a couple of nights ago and he still he still did it then mm-hmm. where you've got a really close focus thing right up to the camera and something really far away on the left hand side the and cameraman's both, going Brian Brian look I, I know you love this but no one else is doing it and anytime you see it, anyone do it you're always like that's a real brand of Pamela yeah <laughs> but there's there, there's only a, the one thing that I hate more than a diopter shot in a film is something hitting the lens is like blood splattering on oh, the that's, lens that's or mud petty. or something like I hate that. that. I can't stand diopter shots. We have, I'm sure we have talked about it before, but I I can't stand a diopter shot because no matter how well they disguise the blur down the middle of the screen, and that just takes that just takes me out Mm. of it straight away. The Palmer usually try to put it in darkness. Yeah, he'll he'll cover it in darkness, or sometimes I've seen people try to put the edge of a building or something, so it kind of tries to mask Mm. what's going on. But for me, it's just always there, and it immediately it it reminds me that I'm watching a film. Mm. You can't look at things like that in real life. So it remind it just reminds me that I'm watching a film what, and, it, and what, it takes one, me out of one it. One thing I when I was watching, I was thinking to myself, there must there's like a strange genre of movie which is sound engineer uncovers a crime. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> well, there's this genre. and the conversation, yeah. which are like a great sort of uh, double bill to watch. Yeah. Gene Hackman in the conversation is is another sort of you know sound recording. You know, yeah. Whiz that uh, that is brought in to kind of like yeah. discover something. But well, I haven't watched. It. I'm it's not funny, a big it's fan funny of watching them do all the tape editing and stuff, and thinking yeah. if I were like 22 or something, would I even know what any of this well, was? I mm-hmm. I edited. I started editing on tape. Uh-huh. I, I I did audio. You're not 22. Audio You're an old man now. I'm younger than you. <laughs> so it's 50% of the population. It's a bit of snark. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not the biggest Apama fan. If I'm no. honest, no. Um, I like Untouchables. I like Carrie. That's probably about it. Nothing in between. Nothing in between. Like the Black Dahlia, Mission to Mars, Snake Eyes. All. Oh, of you're those, naming all like, the worst ones. I, well, <laughs> like that's 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 the nineties era de Palma. That's that's the Palma without a without a cause, without any sort of scripts. To, yeah. You know that. that, that well, after what if the I, Untouchables what, is is where his career just goes in the toilet. Okay. Know? So that's but probably why before I. Before that point, you've got things like Dress to Kill. Uh, you've got Body Double. I mean, oh. yeah, it's a good one. Body Double's excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great flick. Yeah. Um, you've got great stuff like Obsession. I have seen Blue White. I've realised. No, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Did you enjoy it? Don't remember. Uh, uh, Sisters, good. which is a great film with uh, Margot yeah. with the late yeah. Margot, Margot Kidder. Kidder. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen any of these, but what I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. I thought it was terrific, and I think it might be the best thing Travolta's ever done. It's my favourite Travolta. I think film. it's I think it's By his jet. Ge- better his, than Greece. Better. Than, I was thinking about this. I thought I, actually I thought that Ron would be the one to throw grease at me whenever i said it was the best thing he'd ever done no, no i know I, you're I, I know you're a, a a fan of the musicals yeah no i, I love grease but i mean Blue White like a is... friend of dorothy's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know you're a fan of the musicals john uh, but yeah i think your feet there <laughs> i think it's the uh i think it's the best thing travolta's done yes yeah. he's, he's fantastic in it really yeah, really good, good. i think i think it was at a point where you know so a lot of it felt very un- implausible to me. The, the, a lot of it felt a bit kind of silly. Like the, the whole thing at the start where it's like, here, uh, look, this girl that you've just rescued out of that, could you just take her home? Is that all right? Could well, you, no, I, did, were, I didn't I, even think that was all that implausible. Could uh, you I, just look after her for a while? We're fine. I didn't think that was all that implausible. What I did think it was implausible, the fact that he was smoking in every room in that hospital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. just walking through the ER, How walking through the corridors, just smoking. Well, and then they had little cigarette bins. Good old days, you could I, just smoke anywhere. I know, smoke I know. You could smoke but that was, what I, that was what I noticed more than the, can you can you drive her yeah. home? And then your man as the villain. I was John of, Lithgow. John Lithgow that is he, bad guy. He was terrific. I'm surprised. Yeah. Was, and again, and, he's in a lot of early De Palma films as the villain. just mad fuckers. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the way he kind of goes... 
Oh, I've, oh, I've killed the wrong person what by accident. This? How am I, I going to pretend this never happened? Okay. I'll just serial kill now. Yeah. I'll just become a serial killer. Well, it's it's the mad logic of like I need to make it look. I need to kill this one girl, but I need to uh, kill two other people who look just like her, so that no one thinks that this girl was the target. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like when my friend uh, he had. <laughs> oh, I know. Here, here we go. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Buckle in, folks. It's, it's, it's my 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 friend Mark Phelan, who's now a senior as a lecturer in drama down at Queen's University. He when we were about uh, 22 or, or something. Or he was the senior lecturer no, 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 in drama no, no. at Queen's this University. This is not about murder. <laughs> this, is just, this, is, this is about the idea of one thing that escalates so far that you kind of, by the end of it, you go, oh, right, how did that even happen? Everybody and okay with that pronunciation of escalates? I was going to let it pass. <laughs> <laughs> he... he, uh, he his friend Mark, who he shared a, a room with, had a uh, you know those those paper lantern type things. The, the sure, kind of, for the for the lampshade, the, for the lampshade, yeah. paper lampshade, sort of ball one. And he thought, I know it'd be really funny. I'll I'll, t- I'll stick a little bit of paper on the end of it. Mark, and Mark will come in and think, oh, my lampshade's ripped. I don't even know where he thought of this, but he went up and he went to stick a bit of sticky tape to it, and it, the sticky tape pulled away a bit of the paper he went oh fuck well i know what i'll do i'll just tear the single ring off the bottom of it and then he'll not notice and it'll be fine and he started tearing it and he realized that it was one concentric shape (laughs) and so so he eventually unwound the whole thing like an orange peel and he went i'm just gonna tell the cat he's he's gonna notice this (laughs) (laughs) he'll see this as soon as it comes in so so anyway and i'm I'm watching the entirety of this thing this is all escalated into this insanity and i'm like he's not he's not gonna buy this he's not gonna buy this i don't see either of them then you know for 10 years at a friend's wedding and i was sitting with both and i said do you remember whenever he ripped your lamp and he told you it was your, your cat he went it was my cat. <laughs> <laughs> he went, no, it was Mark. He went, was it? He went, yeah. He went, you fucker. I thought it was the cat. <laughs> anyway, that's that's an example of a thing that escalates. Okay. Yeah, why does he... He turns and he just decides, I'm going to kill... I don't think he, no, he doesn't person. just decide. He has this... Everything is planned out. There was a meeting to assassinate this guy. And at the meeting, he lay, laid out his plan. Everybody laid out their, their sane plan. Yeah. And he went with the crazy plan. It feels like to me if you he were watching that, his authority. Yes. it feels like to me that, that you would watch that and think to yourself, "This is like when Paul and, I, and we all decide what we're going to do for the podcast, and, and then, then it just Paul, goes a bit off the rails." And then Paul murders yeah. someone. <laughs> That's what it feels like to yeah. me. I thought, uh, I, but I, I thought it was terrific. Yeah, very enjoyable. I mean, my obviously my, my favorite bit is the last sort of fifteen minute sequence of the chase through Philadelphia. Yeah, because it's so it's so ludicrous that he that. I don't know if he... Th- I, I was trying to figure out his mindset or his thinking behind it as I was watching it because it just goes so horribly wrong. Yeah. He, he, and that is that is kind of a um, uh, an example of the escalation. Mm. He thinks he's going to be able to just zoom escalation. off. <laughs> he thinks he's going to be able to just drive off in his car and, and find the girl and he drives into the middle of this parade yeah. and then the cops are chasing him and then he's in in a building and then he and then he just fucks it up. He crashes and ends up in the back of an ambulance. And, yeah. just and it's just beautiful slow motion shot of him running through, yeah. the, through the parade with the, the fireworks going off yeah. head and the music it's just one of my favourites no, I, I regret not watching it I, I listened to it and glanced at the screen I regret not watching it it's hard it's to fully invested there yeah. in the media yeah. but this is the I, first, he won't even read a book he's this is the first. I will listen to the, to a book I will listen this to the, the shit first, out of a book this is the first week of this feature which you thought up I didn't think it up oh, did, yeah I think you did I think it was me oh. Oh, yeah. Ron thought this up yeah and this is the first week of it and you haven't even bothered watching it I did watch it. You just said you didn't. I said I couldn't see the screen. I looked up. Fuck off, you and Mr. Like, Tom Cruise. Oblivion. Oblivion. Good Lord. At least have the decency to remember its name. It's that moral compass spinning again. <laughs> spinning wild. This is escalating. <laughs> Fuck you. So we need to pick a, a follow-up now? Yeah. Yeah, John, is there any films you would recommend? Any things you would suggest would be a classic of... of it feels like it's only ever going to be films we're going to talk about as classics, and I don't like that. Well, I mean, last I time you book. both nominated something that was not... Well, no, he nominated a film, you nominated a book. I mean, I he also nominated something that wasn't a classic, but anyway, I'm letting that We hadn't slide. defined the parameters of a classic the yet. The fucking word defines itself! <laughs> it's a classic. What do you mean by that? Is it... I mean, All right, what's the cutoff, dude? 
What? What's There's the cut no cutoff date? <laughs> it's, it's very easy to figure out. Top, top Gun, Classic, Oblivion, not Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, what's really brilliant is that maybe Top Gun is <laughs> choice for classic. Nobody, like, like, nobody has gone to themselves. Oblivion <laughs> is a classic. I like, no one's thinking I that. I did. No. Well, even the Matrix isn't. Uh, even I the mean, guy made it's kind of going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, if you have any, if John, if you if you have oh, anything you would suggest that a that classic you, to that, revisit. Yeah, yeah, I think that you would. I mean, we're we're all going to throw something in the pod. Enough appreciation in recent years. Don't feel like you've been put on the spot because uh, no, no, no problems. Uh, Well, I, I always, uh, I'm a huge fan of Harvey. Oh, I love Harvey. So you know, why don't you go and revisit Harvey? There's my, there's my gift to you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. I'm not sure emotionally if I can take it. He he didn't say. uh, what do you call it? It's a wonderful life. So there's something. Yeah. I mean, Harvey, yeah. you can, Harvey, you can handle. It's I a wonderful know. life. Like, is hard. Yeah. It's a Harvey that didn't hurt you. <laughs> okay, I, I don't think we it's need just, any other it's suggestions. It's always interesting to visit a film like that when you've had uh, a life life experiences. You know, when, yeah. when, you know, before kids and after kids, or you know, before romance and after romance, and you know, and, and all these, you know, before. Family death, after family PJ, death. <laughs> when you were married to Howard and, and after after a happy divorce. <laughs> I don't know what's worse that he called her a Howard and he pronounced it right. <laughs> uh, all right, so we can save whatever we had suggested for classics for next time because I I'm down with watching. Harvey, you don't. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know where we'll get it, but we'll have Harvey. Somewhere. <laughs> I'll make sure you we'll, yeah. have Harvey. <laughs> Harvey is great. Um, there was, yeah. yeah, you did a Harvey uh, cover for 2018. I did, right? indeed. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, kind of, it was a Judge Dredd story, but it was a kind of a Harvey poster with. Dredd, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a homage to the poster. Yeah. And, uh, Anything but, with Jim Stewart really. Is, uh, Jimmy Stewart is. Yeah. You know, I was I was sitting there going, should I say Rear Window? Or Harvey, and then I went with Harvey. Harvey. Yeah, just like, cause, yeah. Remind know. me, was there a remake of Harvey a few years ago, or am I imagining? God, there probably oh, was. I, but, I feel but, like but, if there was, I would have sought it out out of morbid curiosity. No, there's but no way. It, it feels like the type of thing that that would be ripe I'm trying to think for who, a remake. Who, who would be cast in a, in a bad remake of Harvey, and Sylvester Stallone is the name that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow! Nah, that would be, I would have sought yeah. that out. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a bunny right here. <laughs> the bunny's like killing people with a knife. <laughs> Stop it, Harvey! <laughs> he does all the accents, you yeah, know, all good. of them, all the same. But he does oh, them all. Good. They're all like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so, do you want to do, do, do a pick of the week? Well, do you want to do a pick of the week? Yeah, I I just well I, I've been reading a lot of comics and I I picked up um, Black Hammer, which is really good. Black yeah. Hammer. Black Hammer, which is um, I remember Jeff his hits Lemire. from the late eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, Jeff Lemire uh, and Dean Ormston. Mm-hmm. Ormston. 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 Um, and uh, it's coloured. You were talking about the town. Jeff Lemire sent me a nice sketch that Scott wants. Well, I did just buy a page of original art from colored by Fiona. No, it's colored by um, Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart, yeah, and it's beautiful. Scott did just recently buy a nice Jeff Lemire page. I I, I did buy a page. In no way do I want to. I don't want to say anything negative about anyone or anything. But I don't get the love of Jeff Lemire's artwork. I I I totally I totally understand that. In the in the same way that I can totally understand whenever somebody looks at somebody like Warwick. Uh, Warwick's work yeah. and they don't get it but whereas to me he's I just he's amazing I know I Warwick, love it to yeah. death but yeah. I do com- I do appreciate that it's, it may not be for everyone I get that with Jeff Lemire as well I think they're very uh, there's something with the eyes of his characters with each other it just it, and it, the page that I got is from Essex County, which is just one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite books and it's it's just gorgeous I haven't yeah. had a chance to put it up yet but yeah, Black Hammer's good though. Black Hammer, okay. Black Hammer. Jeff sort of, Jeff is on writing duty. Je- Jeff's on okay. writing duty. It's basically um, a, a kind of it's a sort of 
a retired superhero story. Something mysterious happened to a group of superheroes, and they're now all living on a farm uh, as they're with their powers and their superhero persona. And one of the characters, for example, is is kind of a uh, a Miss Marvel, uh, okay. char- you know, a character who shouts Shazam and changes. But she's now uh, all of these characters are living stuck living on this mysterious farm that that is sort of near a village, but they can't seem to leave it uh, without dying. Uh, and it's they're like all a stuck. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a little prisoner, uh, and and they're all stuck in their superhero persona. So they, but they don't want anyone to know. So this this uh, this Shazam type character, uh, basically, when she was a little girl, she met this wizard who gave her this power. She turned into this superhero uh, character called Golden Gale. And as the character aged in real time, the superhero version of her didn't. So she became eventually a fifty or sixty year old woman. But now she's trapped in the body of this nine year old superhero, and she she's just fed up and wants mm. out of it. But she's not the main character; it's just one of the characters. Yeah. There's there's a kind of Martian Manhunter equivalent character and a kind of pulpy noir character, and they're all, they're all very obvious analogs to other superhero characters. But the big mystery is what they're all doing in in this in this farm. There's there's various spin offs of of the thing. Um, for each of the characters and and some of the villains and so on that that are out there, but uh, at at time of recording this podcast, there is a San Diego comic mentioned seal on of all the stuff on Comicsology, um, which is uh, Amazon. So I, I apologize for that. I'm sorry, but but it, it's a very cheap way to get some comics that you wouldn't necessarily buy, and the creators will get paid from that. So that's that's something. It's I, I'm not doing anyone else out of out of money because I wouldn't be buying it anywhere else. That, that's that's so no, there's it, 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 your current seal on. You don't care. No, you. It, I mean, you'd burn burn a rainforest if, if you could get some free stuff. As long as you don't recommend paper as your pick of the week again. I. <laughs> <laughs> so there, that's my pick. Of the okay, week. what have you got, Ron? Uh, I'm going to go back in time quite a bit because um, I've been revisiting Apple, one of my favorite shows uh, from 1999, which is Freaks and Geeks. Oh, because there's a there's a documentary there's a documentary yeah. that come out and there's a U.S. series called Culture Shock, and every episode examines a pop culture event of importance. And they it's the thing that happens when you get older, like John and I are. Is that entire swathes of pop culture Boy. misses you. you? You skip it, and and people, you know, as they all get older. I'm sorry for bringing you in there. As they all get older, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're over the hill like me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, as, totally as you true. get, it's like you're part of the zeitgeist, and then suddenly you're not part of the zeitgeist, and then zeitgeists come and go. And you're no Without longer even noticing. Yeah, and and yeah. people talk about. Do you remember whenever this was popular? You're going. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what well, what you're talking about there. Well, I'll tell what you. What is that? Well, I have not heard of Freaks and Geeks. So Freaks and Geeks <laughs> was a a failed television series from 1999. Um, it was a uh, teenage it, drama series set in a in a in a mid middle America high school, and it basically stars everyone who is currently famous. Yeah, which is why which is why that show so it was directed and written Geeks. by Jude Apatow. Jude Apatow, yes. Paul Feig made it, and everyone who's in that show went on to be. Basically, set the the tone for comedy. Seth Rogen, in, in uh, Seth Rogen, James Cold Franco. On. I did see the first episode of this yeah. just recently. Yeah, uh, yeah it's very got good. People like uh, Linda even, Cardellini is in it. Linda Cardellini, Lizzie Phillips, who's in Cougar Town. <laughs> yeah. Um, even even the young even the kid who plays Sam, who whose uh, name whose name Sam is Levine. Here, Sam Levine. He's the youngest kid, and he's like he was only like thirteen in real life. Yeah. Whenever they made the show. James Francis Daly, I think his name is John Francis Daly. He's the guy who wrote Spider Man Homecoming as, a, as an adult. <laughs> wow. And uh, Game Night, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. he co directed Game Night. But everyone who's in this show and even all of the support characters in it have gone on to be basically the celebrities of America 20 years later. Mm. And it's kind of a, a sort of a little pop Depressing. culture. Um, <laughs> pop culture bomb that just went off yeah. that failed at the time, but everyone there went on to kind of be somebody. That's like um, when you watch when you you go back to watch an old series of Friends or something, and somebody that's really famous is in it, but they weren't really famous. And yeah, suddenly yeah. They're, they're like, but it, it didn't fail because it wasn't good. It just did. It just it's, failed to find an audience. It failed it, because it the network didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, they put, they put it on on a Saturday night in America, which apparently is a death nail. Because yeah. apparently everyone goes out on Saturday night. I'm like, yeah. I never went out on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, that would have that that been the time to put the shows on for me. Yeah. But uh, apparently Saturday night is basically the, the death watch for, for, for TV shows. So yeah. And that's when it was all. Or at and least then it eventually was. Kind of Things are different now, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Did you do a pick of the week? Yes, I you did have a pick did, of the week. Uh, my pick of the week is a film called You Were Never Really Here. 
Yeah, I've seen this sort of listed in iTunes. Kind of what? Yeah, what it was. it's written and directed. I, I, it, I mean, right? Okay, I haven't. I've seen the trailer, so I'm going to tell you what the trailer looked like to me. Yeah, was it looked like um, a kind of revenge thriller? And you love revenge. I do thrillers. love a revenge thriller. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not that though. Does this okay. have George? It has George Wynn Phoenix. John Quinn. John Quinn. John Quinn. John Quinn Phoenix. He's from up the road there. <laughs> uh, it's written and directed by Lynn Ramsey, Phoenix. who did uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Yes. Um, and it is about they a... Like, they have really like their titles, don't they? Yeah. We Need to Talk About Kevin. He wasn't really here. What and, are you going to uh, do tomorrow, Thursday week? Are we at pizza? <laughs> what are you fancy for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> did you just go to the loo? It's stuff like that. Was that you upstairs? <laughs> Why didn't you flush? <laughs> I that, that was just, no. Minutes. That wasn't the title. That was just directly. That was just directed at you. I gave that one ten minutes. That one stars James Corden. <laughs> oh, they all star James Corden. Uh, so he is a um, a hitman kind of muscle for hire who gets hired to to rescue a girl who has been kidnapped and and kind of taken into a um, a brothel. It's a very definite genre of films you've been enjoying recently. It is, yeah. Um, but so. He, and then once he starts to work on on getting her out, everything starts to unravel. And it, but it is very, very much not a standard revenge thriller. Okay, it is a deeply disturbed man, and it is a deeply disturbing film visually. Sounds great. There's no violence in it. Oh, the violence is cut from, and you only see the before and after mm-hmm. of the violence, which makes it. Even worse. Worse. Yeah. Um, it's like the worst porn movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just people leave, coming into the house, leaving the house. It's he is kind of filled with these flashbacks to a traumatic childhood and and various other things. Time in the in the I, military. I, this doesn't sound like a film I'll ever want to no, watch. I can't no. imagine you would watch it. Yeah. Ron will like it. Okay. He's got no kids. He's he's definitely did implying not, something there. But did you not find when when you had when Ralphie was born, you suddenly couldn't watch a lot of films and kinds of films? No. Were you? What about you, John? Did you? Oh, find Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I I have lost all appetite for anything horrible. Yeah. I just can't hack horror violence. Why do you at like all? it better now, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I've just always I just still enjoy the same films that I've always enjoyed. The same to the same uh, yeah, degree. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's what about nothing... films with children in jeopardy? To be honest, I, I did buy um I did buy I did buy films what do you call like that? I did buy Denny Villeneuve's uh Prisoners, uh-huh. which I hadn't seen, but I still haven't managed to watch and oh, it is about so good. I know. I and you know, Roger Deacon shot it and it's I know it's gonna look amazing and I've heard it's fantastic, but it is about two young children who get kidnapped mm-hmm. and that has Let's make that, you that a bit. specifically Every day, I, I scroll past it in my in my iTunes thing, and I go, mm, not maybe today. not tonight. Just just maybe forget about tonight. Ralphie. Just forget, <laughs> just forget you even had a kid. Just enjoy the Did, torture. Is your appetite for those things not come back, John, or is it? No. It's, it's just a permanent. No, that's it. I can't do that anymore. Gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. have? If you had a night to yourself, what 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 is? <laughs> Uh, I try to catch up on work, like work. I actually have been trying to catch up on all the, the Marvel Netflix oh, things. Yeah. Uh, oh, like I watched, oh, on that front. I, I, I watched Jessica Jones oh, really? season one, yeah. uh, which was terrific. Yes, it is. Yeah, really good. yeah, really great. I and watched, now I'm watching um, Daredevil. I watched really uh, Luke Cage season two. Mm-hmm. I find the first Daredevil season really violent. It, yeah, is, it is very I mean, violent. I exceptionally I violent. Were, watched, oh, yes, yeah. but not towards I kids as far the as first I recall. They used to be kids, John. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be kids. I, I have no imagination. <laughs> I watched the first Luke Cage, and there was a bit in it where Luke Cage is talking to a guy down in the barber shop, and in my head flashed the idea this is an American remake of Desmond's, and I couldn't shake it then. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't shake it. <laughs> But I, I completely forgot Why that I... Why are you kicking all the ass there, Luke Cage? <laughs> <laughs> this actually, this actually sp- spills into Luke Cage season two quite nicely. So Oh, yeah, it does actually. It does, yeah, yeah because the bad guy is... Is it's Bushmaster. Bushmaster. Yeah. Huh? Uh, so there is a, 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 a Jamaican gang who all mm-hmm. speak in very heavy Jamaican accents with what, very what? heavy huh? slang. I don't um, know if we can do that. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> I, I guess I'll take the brunt for it. Okay. <laughs> but what what I actually because I, I remember now I want, I did want to talk about this this the problem that Netflix the Marvel series have Luke Cage season two. I thought the first season was okay. It was hmm. fine. The first eight to ten episodes of Luke Cage are really good in the second season. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyable. Brilliantly fleshed out characters. It's beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. And then it just doesn't fucking end. <laughs> but that's and it goes thing. on for another fucking three episodes. We've, when talked, it... we've talked about this before yeah. where it's like they, they've been given an episode order and they're like, we're going to fill this episode order even if we only have oh for two thirds of it. Like sure. to, to the point where the show is just ruined by... Th- th- an hour and a half an hour no three hours there are long episodes three hours of nothing it seems it seems not a good idea to complain about a TV show filling time when we do so much of that here <laughs> <laughs> filling it with nothing but long pauses you know, Ron cuts out all the long pauses does he? Yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do any long pauses <laughs> don't make me work harder than I have to uh, so anyway yeah. Yeah, all right. I think that's our show. Well, well I'm not going to do a pick. Are you, John? Yeah. yeah. I keep thinking. Uh, I Bastard keep thinking you. it would be pressure to make you pick things nah. and do Look, stuff. John's a total I, pro. He I, knew what was on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, John. Have you got a pick of the week? Yeah, it's a book. Oh, right, uh, a book. Stephen King <gasps> book. It's the Kennedy assassination. Oh, Stephen uh, King time oh, yeah, travel book. That, yes. yes, I've read that it's, too. I've read it. I have read it five times. Really, really. I've read it five times. I'm. Does it to the point time? now that my wife has said to me, if I see that book in your hand again, <laughs> I'm going to beat you, stupid. How do you it's find just, time to read books? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just I just make time for this yeah. this book particularly. Okay. I just I just I'm completely obsessed by it. Okay. I just love the book. It's great. It's I've I've read a, a whole bunch of King, yeah. and he went through a very bad <clears> period, <throat> and I thought this book was him back on. Top form. Yeah, I actually and listened to it as an audiobook. Right in the car. Right, it's a very long. Who book. Was, it is. It's well. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, and there, who there did is the a Sky uh, TV series? I as cannot well. remember. The oh, name, right, but, okay. it, but it was read. It's, it was really good. It was. Yeah. It was read because I my Audible. I have a to, I have a, a thing credit on Audible for this month, so maybe I'll get that. Yeah, you absolutely should. Dude, Sky okay. Sky made it as it's a TV a series, but I never watched yes, it. Sky. So yeah, it well, it was Hulu in the states made it, and then Sky played it, and Joseph Gordon Levitt. No, no, James Franco. James Franco, really? of course. Yeah, yeah, James Franco plays the lead. Really? Okay. Um, didn't see that. No, I, 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 I. Do you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with it. Did no, you watch it? No. I, I watched it, and the book is enjoyably laborious in places. Yes. Yeah, where it kind of goes over because of how the nature of the time travel works in that book. Yeah. Every time he goes back in time, it's, it starts at the exact same time every yeah, time. Sure. That much I know. Yeah. So yeah. he's like, there's points in the book where um, where he has to. Where he basically spends in a, a couple, sense, of, couple sort of, of years there. The first time he, he it's makes a an version of Groundhog Day, where you can, yeah, you can hop out of it. But you hop out of it, and it, it resets exactly yeah. the way it was the next time. So the first time he goes back, he spends a couple of years there, and he does stuff, and then he goes back to the present again. And the more things you change, the more and kind notices of, that the world has changed. Hmm. But then he goes back again and he realizes everything's been reset. I have to do that stuff again before I can get to yeah, the next yeah. stuff. And I, I love that about it because it. it it kind of leans really hard into a particular notion of time travel, yeah. which is yeah. Yeah. that it takes fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoy whenever uh, yeah. a book or a film really just takes the time travel, the idea of time travel and, and how it works or how they believe it works yeah. mm. and just really sinks into it like Primer did it and Looper, yeah. but mm. both in different ways. But they really ju- are just all in, and either yeah. you accept the time travel premise or you don't. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't, that's fine. There's no, there's no kind of attempt to go. I've built a magical time machine. That's kind of yeah, yeah. You turn around a corner and there's a time hole. Yeah, well, that's, 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 that's exactly that's this the beauty. Of it. It's a really Stephen King one. This is like you go out the back door of this diner and you're in 1963. Yeah, yeah. like you're yeah. not even in 1963. It's 1960. You come out in, isn't it? Sure, sure. So yeah, and got, he has to spend three, three years, years before yeah. the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. What was that? What was that old BBC series, uh, Good Night Sweetheart? Yeah. Yeah. He so goes out the back say, of the yeah. pub and, and so is, is transported so back to the, the same plot as World Good Night War II. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Christopher yeah. Lindhurst should have been in, the, in this. As yeah. The, yeah, actually. Been a young yeah, Christopher that's Lindhurst exactly what might have worked. So. <laughs> <laughs> so All right, well, no. I'm going to pick that up then. Yeah, it's yeah, cracking. That's a cracking great pick, John. Yeah, the, 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 the really great thing about King is that when he does just the people, 
you you just don't want the people to end. You you just get so involved in their stories that the horror you're sort of pissed off when the horror comes along. Yeah, that's... and you're just like, oh crap! I really didn't want the horror to start. Uh, yeah. I just yeah. want the Stephen King book. Yeah, I've said that a lot of times about Stephen King. King is he's, just, he's just... absolutely fantastic character writer. Yes, I mean Superb. one of the best out there. And it's a shame almost that he chose to work in the horror genre yes. because is. His his look into you know American life and the way yeah. the way people kind of grow old and interact and resent each other and all it's it's, it's so beautifully realized mm. and then and then he has someone jump out of the corner and stab you in the yes, neck and it's, it's, it's kind of under undermines it sometimes. Have you are you looking forward to the show? It comes it starts this weekend. Cas- Castle Rock, no, which is a new TV series King. that is basically just set in the world of Stephen King. Never even heard of it. It starts this weekend yeah. uh, on. I think it's on Hulu. So basically, the, be the, the story weekend? behind it is Will that, that be last week. Oh, last, last weekend, weekend. sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The story behind it is Hulu. all of Stephen King's books are set in, this in one. the fictional town of Castle Rock. Huh. So this is a, a series about Castle Rock and the people that live in Castle Rock. I can only assume Frank Darabont is involved in making this. Uh, yeah, yeah, if, he, if he's not, it's so, uh, yes. uh, <laughs> obvious, but yeah. Did he not die? That sounds great. No, he didn't, no he didn't die. Okay. Frank Darabont is not dead. Our lawyers would like to <laughs> make sure we understand that. So, yep. Yeah, um, I want to thank John for coming. Yeah, because John really elevated this show. <laughs> it's a much more classy show with you, John. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, but like you were talking about books and stuff. Oh, and, and Sorry really about films. that. And, uh, like, you know, that's not what we normally do. That's not the trade we normally ply here. Okay. So thanks well, very much for coming. Oh, it's usually a lot of dick and fart jokes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get those out in the comics. <laughs> well it's been a, a wonderful time it's, I've been Ron I've been PJ I'm Scott John Bye. been a pleasure we'll bye, bye. 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 Dark and a troubled satellite